Yes, welcome to another episode of the Brand With Podcast. My name is Sam McEwen. Joining me again is Dean Nielsen. How are you today, Je- Dean? I'm, I'm very well, Sam. Very well. Good to be here again. Good to be here indeed. Fantastic. So again, for the uninitiated, the uh, concept of this show is that we meet fairly regularly and one of us comes to the party with a topic, a topic without notice, and we see where it takes us. And today, I believe you've got another topic for us. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet. I'm just, I'm going to ask you a few questions and we can have a bit of a chat first rather than revealing. Um, But um, what I'm going to talk about, I think is really interesting and has... um, um, you know, lots of implications and things for marketers, entrepreneurs, business owners to think about. So, um, Sam, think back to the last time, say, you bought a pair of trainers, a pair of, yep. um, um, uh, yeah, a pair of trainers. And um, why why did you buy them? Why do you think you bought them? What was in that? Just- oh, there's, a, there's an onion to, our, to unravel. <laughs> unravel it a little bit. I can I can tell you I'm not sure if this is where you're hoping I go. I can tell you I was in Italy, yeah, at the time, and I was at the mall, which is a pretty famous place in I want to say Tuscany, maybe um, that that um, that is known for designer brands uh, at ridiculous sort of you know they're, they're sort of DFO I guess if you like if you're in the Australian market the direct factory outlet you go and get all these you know high-end fashion Italian brands at, at you know at, at pretty low prices yeah um, and as you do when you're in Italy looking for Italian brands you find yourself at the Nike <laughs> <laughs> outlet <laughs> by an American brand. Um, well, at least that's what happened to me. So I stocked up big time on Nike trainers. I got a whole bunch of them. Um, and so I guess there's a there's a second question you might ask there is why why do yeah well like- which I think about um you know uh, what what if we're thinking about it in this context what job do you think that you are hiring those trainers to do. Yeah, pick one pair. Yeah, look, I mean, I was, I was, I mean, there was a reason that I was buying Nike. I I just think I've got an affinity to Nike in in general, and there's probably years of branding that's gone into that. Right, they're one of the 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 standout uh, brands. Yeah, they'd be my favorite brand. Yeah, and so you know, I, I was, I was just simply looking for something that I could run in. They, they were. I was looking for for runners. Um, yeah. And, but, but I also wanted, you know, I was being fairly price conscious and, you know, but I also wanted something that, that I could wear, um, you know, around the house when I'm, when I'm strutting around Melbourne in my active wear yeah. or, or something of, of, of that nature. And, and that, I remember that being a pretty clear conscious thing and that, that thus the, 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 you know, the, the choices that I made is I bought the same pair of runners in about five different colours <laughs> and um, they, they were all something that would bridge, walk that line between, you know, maybe being a high-performance runner, you know, but I didn't do, I, I didn't go to any lengths to sort of find the, the perfect, the most ultimate running shoe that was going to have, you know, that made me comfortable. I just wanted something that was, you know, maybe, you know, high-performance or on that. That uh, that line, but but also the really it was just the colours and the, the, I'd look good in my active wear. So there's a couple of jobs there. You'd say there's the running side of things, but you know you kind of talk then about where you know wearing out. There's a there's a there's a fashion element to it there. Mm. There's a there's a and so 
and you start to think of trainers, they're not, you know, people buy them for different jobs. And um, similar, like if, if um, I don't know, I, I, I'm tipping you don't eat too much fast food, Sam, but um, maybe you can admit to me eating more than you, you do. But, you know, a lot of time when people, if you, and I think of like KFC or, KFC or McDonald's, if I, you know, um, do that, I just had KFC for lunch. Um, you know, what job are you hiring that for? Like it's, it's um, sure, you're, you're hungry, um, mm. but you know there's, you know, better food than that around. And, and I think often the, 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 the job you're hiring fast food for is, and we'll talk about me personally, is it's, 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 it's quick, um, like very quick, um, and you know exactly what you, you're getting. There's a there's a kind of um, there, there are no surprises, and so from it comes down to feed, the speed, which is what fast food is eventually. But mm. you think about that from you know a, a marketing perspective, like what what are you going to you know how are you going to market these these products and services based around the jobs that they actually um, uh, you know are solving or being hired for by people and. This is what's called the jobs to be done framework, which is um, I wanted to kind of pick apart a little bit because I think it's um, it's really fascinating. It um, it uh, you know it, it was is developed as far as I understand, kind of by um, the veritable and late um, Clay Christensen, who's a, a very famous um, Harvard Business School professor. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll just quote him from uh, one of his papers. I can't remember which one, but. Um, when people find themselves needing a job to be done, they essentially hire products to do that job for them. If you can understand the job, design a product and associate experiences in purchase. Uh, sorry, start again. If you can understand the job, design a product and ex- associate experiences in purchase to uh, and to use that job and deliver it in a way that reinforces its intended use, then customers find themselves needing to get the job done when they hire a product. So he's talking about um, it kind of at, at that point, I think it was turning marketing a little bit on its head. It's not about, um, you know, features and things like that, but it's the, the benefit and the value to the customer. And what I find intriguing about that is, um, is that sometimes uh, uh, it can be, I reckon there'd be a lot of businesses out there, brands out there, um, less established ones that maybe don't realize there's certain jobs that their products and services are doing that they actually they're different to what they think they are when it's done really well um and and brands kind of align that with that job to be done it becomes really obvious so you know if i said to you um who would you hire if you need to finish your house affordably uh well, Freedom, for some reason, was the brand that just popped into my mind. Uh, Ikea, I think, is where I'd go to next. Yeah, yeah. So Ikea, Freedom, you know, Ikea's example. You know, um, who would you hire to find an answer to a question? An answer to a question? I go Quora and Google. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, uh, uh, no, who would, if you need a serious energy boost, you know, from a drink, who would you hire? Red Bull, it gives me wings. That's exactly right. So you can see these are, you know, they're obvious questions and, and jobs yeah. that are unanswered. But when it's done really well, it's, it becomes, you know, it, it becomes, um, um, you know, quite synonymous with, with, with mm. brands. Um, one that came to mind in, in thinking about this is, um, you know, how it's used in positioning. I, um, uh, I, I think it might not be an obvious one, which is good because those are fairly obvious ones. For it, maybe this is more... Um, uh, this will make more sense to this and to Australians only, but um, this Solo, it's a soft drink brand. So yep. I think that's only in Australia. So for our international oh, really? listeners, 
It's um, it's a, it's like a lemon, lemon flavored soft drink. But their whole positioning was light on the fizz, so you can slam it down fast. It's one of the best positionings of all time, wasn't it? It, it is, and it's you know the ads were all um, you know men in playing sport or doing you yeah. know high. It's in- such a it's such not a mass. It doesn't seem to like a masculine drink to me though. So, <laughs> just, like it's, it's it's yeah, but they really did. They, they got that. Yeah. that. That's that's a good point. And they and and so, but think about that job to be done. Um, I, I, mm. I mean, it was based on research, but you know. All other soft drinks, you know, Coke and Pepsi, you know, enjoyments and 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 kind of fun. Um, yet, you know, this was, you know, essentially the same thing. But their whole positioning was we've made it a little bit less fizzy, so you can drink it after you've, um, you know, you've played sport, which yeah. seems kind of odd. But um, probably probably more so odd nowadays when there's you know all the energy drinks and sports. Sports yeah. drinks we have than kind of they weren't really abundant. Gatorade wasn't really around Australia in the nineties, but no. it was a job to be done that 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 was really a strong and different piece of positioning. So that even though it's you know solos hired for lots of other jobs, people mix it with <laughs> vodka and 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 drink it for those things that you know reasons that people drink um, any soft drink for. Um, it was you know I think it's really interesting to think about how they came mm. up with their positioning, and so. Um, and Snickers is obviously another really f- famous example, you know, rather than, you know, the job to be done is is satisfying hunger. Snickers satisfies yeah. and they've run their, run their whole, you know, their whole brand platform around that, you know, tremendously well. So um, I, I think it's a really worthwhile thing to, to, to look into for, like I, um, you know, st- we're starting to think about from, you know, from Demarcus perspective, you know what what jobs are we hired to be done? Because we know we we do you know brand strategy and and we create brand identity and 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 all these things and you know design websites and develop websites, but that's not really the job. Like, and so what is the job? And you know, you can kind yeah. of I think dig down and go. Well, clearly, one of the jobs is to you know create sales and grow business to all those things. But even deep down below that, I think sometimes you might engage a creative agency to help you look good. You know, to, yeah. to, you know, a marketing manager might want to, you know, want to want to look 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 good to his or her um, to her peers or move up in the industry, so they, you know, they they hire an expert agency to to make them look good. That's a job to be done. Um, it's not mm. the outcome. It's not really a, a a feature, but it's this kind of underlying benefit. And um, I haven't, um, that, you know, I'm planning on doing a lot more thinking about that around us specifically soon because I think. Um, there's, there's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting place to think about from how you market. So I'm curious. My mind sort of, you know, you, you, you got me to take through the example of, of buying those trainers. Yep. You know, and the interesting thing in talking through that for me, when I analysed my own purchasing, you know, decision making there was was that I really was looking for a fashion runner, but it was Nike, Nike job to be done or they, they, they enabled me to make that position because I justified it by also getting a train or something I can run in. Two jobs there, so really, wasn't it? Was it was two jobs, wasn't it? But, but it was the, the way they worked together. I knew that both that Nike was fashionable and it was a brand that, that I had confidence in, you know, wouldn't make me look like an idiot. Um, but it was also, they also had that performance edge, although I don't think of Nike as being the highest performing trainer around but the fact that they were uh, adequate in both of those yeah and but it was really the fact that though both of those jobs to be done that there was an intersection point right there was a point that they were 
sufficiently fashionable, although not the yeah. most fashionable. I was literally in a mall with much more fashionable brands. Yeah, no good point. Um, and and you know they were they were sufficiently active to to fulfil that, and, and therefore they met my my requirements at the time. So yeah. I'm wondering, is there something to that? Did this this talk about that? Is there is there something that enables you to take action? Uh, you know, it was uh, well, I, no, I think so. The that's just it's a really good example that one because you had that was it was kind of like you had two jobs to be done, whereas mm. and, and so. And you can, you know, you can tell, you know, in Nike's positioning, it's as much about, you know, fashion and brands as it is about performance. I think there's an argument to say that, um, I mean, I know there's an argument to say a lot of podiatrists would tell you that, you know, Nike keeps them in business. Um, I have heard that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I've had personal experience. I, they would, Nike would be my favourite brand, but the last time I bought running shoes as Nike's, like I, it, they really hurt my feet after a while. So. Yeah. I I hire Brooks to, for my running shoes, and yep. um and and they are you know a much better uh, running shoe. So, and, and I wonder if it's and I don't mean to pass any associate, but like, is it because they're ugly that you're allowed to believe they're better? <laughs> like, like if they were if they're a better looking shoe, would they be? Would it be harder to believe that they're that they're a high performance shoe? Oh, sure. I feel like I'm talking to Rory Sutherland, Sam. Like that's- <laughs> That's perfect. What a what a what a signal! You know, ugly shoes can't be, can't you know, must be functional. There's mate, there's a whole other podcast in that. But but you know, at the end of the day, that's what they built their their brands around. These these you know they are, uh, and and that's surely not what you know Nike started with thinking about jobs to be done, and neither would have mm. books. I'd I'd I'd, I'd um, gather as well. But over time, you can you can really see where they've carved those out. So it it, it just depends about how you think about it, and and. And it, you, but you have to ask the question. You have to go to the process to kind of stop and 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 research that with 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 your customers. Um, there's a great example in um, the one that Clayton Christman uses, which I'll if you Google um, jobs to be done milkshake, you'll find he's got a talk about it. But he did some research. I don't know who it's for. It feels like it might be McDonald's, and we're, we're talking about you know the early 2000s, but. I'm not sure, but um, whoever this fast food company was, um, they wanted to sell more milkshakes. So they researched people, what would you do? What would make you buy more milkshakes? You know, is it flavour, cheaper, a bigger one, you know, thicker, thinner, whatever. And so they got all this research together and and they acted on it. And, you know, let's just say people go, yeah, we want more flavours. And and so they did that and nothing happened. Like that didn't change. So... Then they decided to go and and do you know go into stores and watch people and 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 log all this you know when were people buying milkshakes what were they wearing who were they with where were they going whatever it was and and it turned out most of the milkshakes were being bought um, at but at uh, between eight and nine a.m. so in the morning for breakfast um, and um, and and take away so they wouldn't eat them drink them in they'll buy themselves they buy a milkshake and nick off so. They the next day they they went outside they stood outside and then they asked these people what what are you doing here like what and they asked them what job they were hiring this milkshake to do and um, I'm sure these you know in, in, interviews took a little while kind of to get going but it turned out that what these people had in common was they were they all had a long commute and so this milkshake they could you know sit between their legs sip at it wasn't too quickly you know it would keep them yeah. interested and full. You know, so by the time they got to work, they weren't hungry straight away. Um, they, you know, and and so and then they, you know, then, then they found out. You know, one person said, and I, I tried. Like I've tried. Sometimes I have a donut 
but like it's it doesn't last very long. It's it leaves crumbs in the car, um, you know. Yeah. And one day I had a Snickers, and I and I felt really guilty about having you know a chocolate bar for breakfast. You know that's awful, and and I've tried bagels, and the, you know they're hard to eat, and and way more crumbs and donuts. And if I really think about it, like you know, just the milk. That's why I like the milkshake. It's it's clean and easy and whatever. And so from that, they ended up, I believe, innovating in that product. You know, they made it a bit thicker so that it, yeah. you know, it lasts a bit longer, but then started to, you know, put better ingredients in it, like, you know, fruit. And so I can kind of hear yeah. it sounds like a, it turned into a smoothie, but that, but it was solely done on, you know, sitting, you know, observing and, 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 um, and the, yeah. the, the job that this milkshake was being hired to do was completely different. There's a lot going on there. There's, there a, there's an awful. I mean, I mean, one. I, I'm so glad that you told me the survey bombed because this is this. Uh, yeah, every time I hear, oh, we ask consumers why they purchased this or that. Yeah, you know, as um, you know, we as marketers just need to stop doing that. I think there's there's wonderful data you can get from interviewing people, but finding out why people purchase something's probably not it, right? Yeah. Um, and and that that observation is 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 clear, and and I think that's sort of what you what you're getting at here, isn't it? The um, you know, the the purpose is not always the obvious one. You know, we're not buying yeah. the milkshake because we want a sweet treat. We're buying it for this other. And if you can understand what that job is, yeah. Then, then that's you know more than half the battle. I would have thought done, yeah. but but maybe it's not always obvious what that what the job is. What is the purpose of this? No, and and or it might start with one purpose and then end with another. I heard a really interesting um, um, uh, scenario on a um. It's in an, It's actually I think in a Harvard Business Review article. Um, I was going to say I listened to it, but I think I was listening. It wasn't a podcast. I had something. I was an article that my phone was reading to me, but he. Um, Example where I think it was an on, a university with an online um, online uh, module of educations, and it was sort of a side hustle for them. They kind of it must be one of those things that oh, well, we better have an online course um, because you know that's what you do these days. Even though we've got a mm. you know a, a college that's running perfectly, and so it just was kind of you know n- neglected and it, and you know and then when they started to get serious about it, they they did a whole lot of thinking around the jobs to be done side of things, and they realised well you know an online um, you know, an online course is often for people that are, you know, looking for extra education. They're often older. Um, they're not, the job they're hiring, you know, is is purely about their education, whereas jobs to be done of a normal college of, you know, a younger person, there's a social side to it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're hiring that college for its, you know, potentially name as well, but also maybe, you know, where it is and the facilities you have and the experience you might have and the people you might meet. There's all these, you know, you could go on and on, but it was really about, no, it's just about the education. So they got rid of, um, um, you know, started thinking, getting rid of anything else other than how can these people quickly skill, get the skills they want as quickly as possible. They can get on with life or, you know, get that promotion or move to a new job or whatever it would be. But it was, it was very transactional based. So that really changed the way they thought about things. And, 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 and then starting to dig into that further, you know, if people were, they found that people were often making inquiries on their website in the evening, like at eight o'clock when they were, the kids had gone to bed and, and they had some space and time. So, you know, getting back to them the next day in the middle of the next day was not good enough because yeah. it was, you know, the thought was done. They were busy again. So they, they put in this whole process about having, um, you know, being, um, you know, getting back to people in eight minutes or something. So you're onto them right, right there at that point. And so, and jobs to be done framework kind of was able to, 
start build up that persona of who that you know target audience is um, by around you know the the job that they're hiring their product to do. So it's um it's got so many layers. You can you can use it as yeah. a marketing. You can you can you know if you if there's an unmet is there's a job there that's being used or it could potentially be used for your, your brand. Well, maybe you need to be, be marketing towards that to aligning people to realise that you can do that or um, you can use it the other way and develop products and services um, yeah. specifically um, with, the, you know, that, that, the job they're being hired to do in, in, in mind. Interesting. I think the, the other thing that sort of touches on there is, you know, like I imagine that any, any product or service probably has a number of jobs that they could potentially do or foreseeably do, but it seems like there's, there's a real distinction between the one, there's, there, there's a trigger, there's, 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 there's one that, that, you know, in the mind of the consumer is likely to be more powerful or stand out or, or be that driving force and the understanding that, I think in you know in uh, one of our previous podcasts when we talked about that messy middle and the and uh, and that the Google research you know they talked a lot about category heuristics which made me think of a similar thing of like what is that one you know that they talked about broadband um, you know providers well it's all about the megabits up and down you know is um, <clears throat> you know they mentioned. Uh, cameras, it's megapixels, you know. So there's a, you know, in our decision making, there's there's a sort of expected. Well, if it's got to have at least ten megapixels, you know. But then I guess there's also a trade off of saying if it doesn't have, you know, if it would I be prepared to 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 buy a camera with eight megapixels, you know, if it if it was cheaper and how much cheaper would it need to be and all those kind of things. But the, the point being that or there's if this it was sort of smaller, one or you know, yeah, or, or if it. You know, I could stick it on my head and 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 not yeah. have to worry about it. Like there, well, that's a good point. So, and again, I mean, it seems to sort of continue to be coming up. It's, it's sometimes this intersection point of two or yeah. more. We've yeah. got this main category heuristic. You know, it it needs to, to to do this, and then it's how that interacts with the other job. You know, two jobs. You know, and and I guess then it becomes a personal decision on what's the importance we make. You know, yeah. is, is the is the overarching job to be done that I need a small camera do people still buy cameras i'm not sure but i need a small camera that fits into my handbag or my pocket you know or i need the absolute best high performance you know yeah. and then and what are we yeah no, that's right and and so there's two kind of there's two schools of thought but i don't uh, in in my you know research on this but i i don't think they're either or i think they're just combined and that is there's there's um there are b b goals and do goals for jobs to be done so if you think of the job being a goal you're trying to achieve yeah. you know and so, and and the distinction I, I, I saw as a good article, you would have heard. I'm not sure who it was attributed for, but there's that the saying: people don't want quarter inch drill bits; they want quarter inch holes. Have you heard that saying? Yeah. Like people yeah, aren't buying the drill; one, they're buying the yeah. hole. So that's a that's definitely a do goal. Like when someone goes, you know, the, the job to be done there is I need a hole of a certain size. It's very specific. Um, yeah. Whereas the 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 B goals is like there's a really great quote from um, uh, Charles um, Revson who was the um, from Revlon. You know, in the factories we make cosmetics, in the drugstores we sell hope. So the you know the their job to be done is the hope of if you use our product, you know you know something will happen. You will progress in, in, a, yeah. in a in a in a in a way. You will transform yourself into you know yeah. what you want to. So. 
one's quite concrete and the other is is a little bit more you know um, emotional and and I don't think um, yeah I, I think you can it depends on what you do depends on your brand depends on you know you can have you may have both um, so I, I don't think it's an either you have to be this or that or, or vice versa yeah. but it's a good way to, to, to think about it um, the the and I guess like to, to, to end the conversation um, to you know to get people thinking about this because there's there's heaps of there's a whole website called jobsbedone.com or something that you could yep. it's a big rabbit hole and um, <laughs> that I'm I'm slowly um, descending into as as I as I happen to do but you know how do you find your jobs to be done is is a is a um, is a yeah. uh, relevant question and and so um, you, you actually need you can start with a hunch but you actually need to do some research and ask some questions. Um, and there's a, um, a deck of cards that I found um, uh, on, the, on, on the net, which um, someone's tried to put together, uh, you know, a bunch of questions you can use in interviews. So, you know, things like, and, and you know, these are, you might pick, you know, I'm planning to pick, you know, 10 of our clients and, and you know, spend half an hour with them, maybe a bit longer, you know, you know, t- you know tell me the story about buying mm. this product or engaging to market or what, what, what happened and what you're looking for here is, is what's around us, you know, what it, when did you first think that you might need something like this? You know, how do you feel about your purchase now or how do you feel about that decision? Um, you know, how did you share this story with your friends? Did you let them know, you know, what else did you consider? Um, what made you buy at this moment? What was that deal breaker? Like so, and, and, and what were you trying to solve? You know, was there a problem that needed to be had? So there's, you know, how long you've been thinking about um, this this mm. this purchase. How long was that decision? What was ha- what else was happening around you at this time? So, you know, um, and specific things like what queries did you type into Google? Like you can get multiple layers of of this, and what something um, uh, will pop out with a bit of yeah. analysis that you can you can you know then you can start thinking about. And while I do think um, you, you're absolutely right, that intersection is quite interesting. All, all those examples we used, though, weren't an intersection. They were like a real strategic decision or, you know, maybe we're, um, we're retrofitting the idea a bit, but, of, yeah. you know, it was one thing and we're going, to, we're going to do that. And there is something to be said for that, you know, strategy as, yeah. as a decision. And, you know, as much as you may find a job to be done, which, it, which you know, you might not have realised or it might be a bit different, if you realise that none of your competitors are doing that, and and yeah. it's a and it's a you know potential you know a rich vein of it might even be a yeah you know a really rich vein of business but it might be really a way to differentiate you and get you to stand yeah. out and then then you know you may have, maybe you have a decision to make to um as to whether you run down that path but I, I think it's um it's it's a really um you know whether you you know use it as a framework and it becomes the framework you make every decision on I think that's probably. A bit much. I think if you're innovating, you know, products maybe, but otherwise, um, you know, have it in the back of your mind when you're when you're when you're marketing. Just use it as a. Um, I'll cert- I certainly use it as it's it's just part of the kit. Um, yeah. Well, I think it's, it's certainly a good guiding light. I mean, I I, I really I, I think that the power of interviewing the customers is is often. You know, it's easy to underestimate that. Yeah. And and I had a, a personal experience um, recently where, you know, I interviewed our customers for the, for the first time um, since since we started this agency, and um, you know, and it blew my mind, like it really it really did. And and 
it, you know, it, just that process of listening and saying, why did you do this? What? Who are we? You know, like I know who I think we are. I know what we th- I think we're good at yeah. or, or why I think, you know, our, our customers use our, our products or whatever. Um, but to, there's nothing like hearing your customers put it back into words. And there was, you know, I, I interviewed maybe, I didn't, I didn't get to do all our, our customer base, but I picked um, some key people in certain roles that, that sort of, you know, fit uh, a certain characteristics of, uh, um, you know, of our sort of target customer and interviewed them and there were probably three or four moments that just absolutely floored me of, of things I didn't know about our own business yeah. that that were just insightful of why they chose to do business with us in the first place and what they valued about what we do that led to the most, you know, the, the, the really solid actions. And I think some of the point is it doesn't really matter if, if that was, if they're good actions or not, it actually just straightened us up. And said, okay, well, here's the three things that our customers have told us that they value about our service. And, you know, and they weren't listed anywhere on our website. They weren't in any of our marketing material. They weren't, you know, so suddenly it's like, okay, cool. It gives you the confidence to lead with these things. Yeah, no, that's, that's- um, And so I think too, if I had have gone into this process with this jobs to be done sort of mentality, you know, where you say, okay, well, we're in this process of interviewing our customer, let's discover these, you know, what, what is the job? That they were looking for. Yeah. What are they? What um, job are they really hiring us for? Yeah. Um, and I bet you, if I, I had asked those questions, I would have found I would have been su- surprised. But I think I've, so. From that, like the what I, you know, the the, the value in that is, um, we all think about you know um, our own brands, and we can easily talk about the features and benefits of 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 us. Yeah. Right? But it's that thing of, it's probably something I mention every podcast. Everyone's. You know, it's that getting stuck talking about yourself. Whereas, yeah. you know, the job is about the customer. The job yeah. is, and that's that's where the the the, the value is. We, we did a similar thing, not not formally, but it was so it was more of a hunch. But we, when we were getting, you know, collecting feedback on post projects and things like that, something that came through for us was was friendliness. It's like you yeah. guys are a friendly agency to work with. Like we, you know, it's it's enjoyable, and I could totally see that. You know, uh, a creative agency could be, um, you know, intimidating, and there would be mm. some out there that'd be, you know, we'll tell you what to do, and you just, you know, you cop it. Thanks very much because yeah. we're the experts. Whereas that's yeah. not how we work, but it shows you there's a spot for all of them. Like some yeah, people would want that. <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. It was that it was that kind of realization for me because you would never lead with friendliness. Right. You would never go, you know what, we're going to put that on our website or we're going to, we're going to include that in our marketing material in some way. But once you've, if you've heard it and you've heard it consistently from your customers that that's why they chose you, that's what they appreciate about your service or, or, or whatever it is, then you can go, okay, cool. Well, that's our positioning. That's what we do. Yeah. That's, what our, that's what our customer loves. That's why they chose us over this other mob that they spoke to. And you can lead with, with confidence and purpose and just, you know, lean into being a friendly agency. No, that, that, right? no, that's like, absolutely right. And so if you sat down in the beginning, it's, it's, it's a bit different if you're a startup, but, you know, because you're trying to craft a yeah. persona or, or, or just get a product to market but yeah if you've been been around for a while something's happened there's there's an ingredient there and um and 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 yeah lean into it we'd never sit around and go we're going to be the friendly agency but yeah. but yeah. but once that's what you become it, yeah like it was yeah. like okay and even when we designed our website i know our senior designer he spent like 
you know, ages thinking about what friendly looked like. And, I, you know, mm. I remember the presentation of about 50 slides of different fonts and which one was friendlier and it was almost bordering on absurd, but it really got you thinking and it was great yeah. because the design team really took that strategy on board. And so and, that's where strategy works. That's exactly right. And you you think about, you know, you think about those examples that you mentioned, you know, the 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 Snickers one being, being wonderful, you know, um, it really satisfies. Like, you know, that's one realisation. Now, whether it was, a, I don't know, whether that was a realisation or just some very, very clever positioning yeah. and market research. But, I mean, it's sort of, it does reek of something, something that's come from research and saying that when I go you know, what I'm looking for, for, you know, in a snack is X, Y, and Z. And that it came to that realisation that, that there's this market for a more, for, you know, more filling, yeah. um, you know, sneak, you know but, but all those examples that, you know, that could be that one realisation that just takes you down that whole path and, and, and you know, and all your font choices and your, <laughs> and your packaging and, and all of these things, then, you know, then, then all feed into that, that one um yeah, that one guiding light, your yeah. North Star, I guess, as a brand. Uh, absolutely. So, look, I think in summary, um, if you're interested in this, go and look it up. Um, there'll be mm. some notes in the in. Um, there'll be some resources in the show notes. Um, there, it's you know, it's it. There's lots to think about. Um, uh, what I like about it is it's very simple. I'm sure there's frameworks, you know, of, and all these people have got their own frameworks and this and different ways of doing it, but. It's just an easily applicable, um, uh, you know, little piece of kit that you can add to your toolkit, whether you're making business decisions or, or, um, or, or, or marketing decisions. But um, I, I think to, to, to end that as well, to just come back to your point about, you know, the value of asking questions and, and talking to your customers, I think now more than ever as well, um, you know, people, you can, you can put aside a morning and do a bunch of Zoom calls and sit there face to face with you know clients fairly easily as long as you can you know everyone's more prepared to do that yeah. type of thing. Whereas a couple of years ago that might I mean, some industries not, but um, uh, you know that might have seemed a bit kind of you know out there. But it's easy you can you can you can talk to them. So ask the questions, take the time to um, to see because you might um, you will uncover something um, uh, yeah really really worthwhile and interesting. Yeah, great. Well, look, as always, Dean, wonderful topic. Um, you've given me a few things to think about, a few books to read, I think, and uh, keen on checking out that that deck of cards as well. That sounds uh, that sounds quite interesting. So, yeah, I'll um, I'll put the link to that in the um, in the show notes as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Brilliant. All right. Well, look, thank you again for joining us. Um, as always, you know, please do leave a review if if you if you've got the time and we'd love to we'd, we'd love Sorry. to know what job you're hiring our podcast for right now. Actually, that, that would that would be that wonderful. Would be too some feedback. Send send us some feedback. Let <laughs> us know why why are you listening to us. <laughs> Please, please come <laughs> um, And otherwise, just you know, feel free to get in contact. We'd love to. We'd love to hear from you about anything. Um, if you've got something to discuss, well, we're, we're, we'd love to discuss it. And um, yeah, we'll uh, join you all again next time for a, another discussion. Good to speak with you, mate. Take care and speak soon. And goodbye, everyone. Thanks, Dan. See you soon.